really going through all this week, studying and, and working hard and just seeking God. And boy, I'll tell you, it just seemed like we ran from one end of the Scriptures to the other, uh, which does happen a lot of times. Uh, I was in the book of Jude, and <clears throat> you know, the, most of that book it, is talking about all kinds of problems that's going on, difficulties, uh, sins that's going on in people's lives that's gone on for generations, you know, starting way back. And, and it's just, wow, it's heavy, you know, and everything that's happening. And you get down to the end and the uh, passage of Scripture <coughs> that uh, always catches my eye. I love it. I just I love this passage so much. I I try to uh, to stand on it and in it and and everything just as uh, much as I can because the word that came to me was encouragement. <laughs> wow! What kind of encouragement have we had today? I mean, has this not been awesome? I mean, to hear, hear the testimony, you know, of, of the, the mindset, the, ter- the determination to, I'm going to walk, you know. And, and just what God was doing in her heart. And the fact, the testimony, you know, keeps going back to, in the hard moments you think about Him. You put your mind on Him. Always your mind's on Him. There wasn't much of a time that wasn't hard, I don't imagine. But uh, there you are in the midst of all that. It's thinking about Him. It's putting your, putting your mind on Him. And then to see the babies here, you know, this is, this is just such an encouragement as well. You know, Carolyn here, you know. Uh, what, what God is doing, the... The encouragement that we need, each one of us, for everyday life. Families that meet up with hardships where it's difficult to get along with one another. Uh, the encouragements that, that is needed to stand in the right place. To stand where... Where the, the only peace that you can know, the only peace that you can have is, is to look into the eyes of Jesus and, and to receive the peace from Him, to receive what He's got for you. And, and know that it is sufficient, it's, it's beyond sufficient. He cares more for, for us than we care for ourselves. So, you know, I, I studied some things in the Old Testament. I studied things in the New Testament. One of the things that I was looking at was uh, Zechariah and his story and what all was going on there. And how that the country was coming back and they had rebuilt and they were, they were trying to do, but the people's hearts... Fainted. They had had so many good words. Good words. Have you ever had a good word? And then there's a long time, there's a lapse, 
There's just this long, dry spell. It's difficult. And, and it seems that after a long time, you know, the Lord came to Zechariah and told him to, and in one night gave him six or seven visions in one night. And, and so, here he's got these visions, and he comes forth, and he talks about them to the people. And then there's a, another long dry spell. And God gives him another word, and it's kind of going in a different direction a little bit, but it's more prophetic. It's more, uh, when I say prophetic, that's not the right word. It's more futuristic. Uh, because prophetic can be right now, uh, it can be all this now stuff, or it can be sometime way off. But anyhow, that's what it was. It was a lot of way off stuff. And, and, but it still was an encouragement. So I kept seeing all this encouragement, encouragement, encouragement. So, here we come to the life that we are living in now. Where are you living now? What are you doing now? What's happening with you now? What is God saying to you now? Maybe there's been a dry spell. Maybe there's been difficulties. Maybe it's been a time when... Uh, here's an old story. <clears throat> we lined up behind a horse <clears throat> and we're plowing a field. And the rows that I had seen before were really nice and straight. But you know, now I've got to hold the plow. And it's, and it's really hard. It's harder than you think to keep that plow straight. To keep it in the right spot. But those that had gone on before me had set their eye. They had set their eye on a goal. They had set their eye on something that was good. And they focused on it. And as they moved along, they became one with the animal. And when they got through, you looked at the field. And you might not have paid much attention because it's just a field of corn. But all those rows were straight. They were straight. Because they set their eye on something. We're told to set our eyes. We're told to set our heart. And we're told in many different ways, but here's one. It says, gird up your loin, the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you in the revelation of Jesus Christ. So gird up the loin of your mind. How... How do, how do you walk through your day? The question has been asked in the men's uh, Bible study. How do you do this? How do you do this? Well, I don't know if we can improve on the pattern that was laid down before us. But that is that 
as the apostles of, of Jesus Christ taught us to stand in the hope and in the joy and in the goodness of God, they taught us to gird up the loins of our mind. And in verse 20 of Jude it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Now, this is not God just opening some portal in your brain and dumping into their good things. This is, this is you and I setting, girding up the loins of our mind, setting our hearts on a goal, fastening our attention on the one that is the giver of peace, the sustainer of life, the one that, that fills us when we feel so empty, when we, when we seem to be empty, when we seem to be low, He fills our tank. Keep yourselves. You know, in this book, it talked about the angels that did not keep themselves. It's amazing to me that even in heaven, God honored the will of the man, of the people, or the of the individuals there. They could have kept. They could have. It indicates clearly that they could have kept the position that they had. They could have walked with God. They could have stayed in the realm. The Bible talks about Jesus and about the Father in many places. All the way through the Scriptures, when, when men of God had great visions of God, Enoch had one. You know, he walked with God. He walked with God. Do you know? Oh, my. This is a man. This is a human being. What are you? This is after the fall. What are you? A human being walked with God, saw things of God, saw God and His mighty angels, and they were compassing Him all about, and there God was, and He came out of the midst. He saw this host, this heavenly host, several times, many times down through the Scriptures. And it talks of Jesus Christ, how that He comes in, in that same image as the Father with the heavenly host. And, and there's going to be another day when He is going to come the same way. The mighty God that we share, we are of that lineage. We are of that family. We are of the family of the mighty God who has a great heavenly host all about Him. And as the sister went through the things that she went through, I'm sure that those ministering angels came and ministered to her. Mark and Nancy know the same type of uh, experience, for they had a motorcycle wreck as well. And, And... what a story that is, too. How that God's angels came 
how that how that there were people running right up to the accident, right then looking at them right in the face, and they were praying in the Holy Ghost. They were speaking in tongues, and and the power of God manifested itself, and healing took place. This is the family that we have. So the word today. The word today that the Lord was speaking to me is the encouragement word. It's, it's the time that we are to look unto God, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who brings to us all of the things that we have, that we, we've had, that we have, and that we're needing. He brings to us all these things and even more than we can imagine or think. This is our God. We're a part of this great host. What a day it is right here. What a day. Build up yourselves on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. There's no help for your problem somewhere else. One of the reasons that the Israelites were carried away into slavery was because they had brought in gods from other people, idols, and they had set them on their places in their house. They had set them round about. These were things that they would go and ask, is it okay to do this? Is it okay to do that? They asked of these idols those kind of questions. And waited for an answer. And Jude and Peter, all the prophets of old, warned against this kind of stuff. This is only God's place. It's only God's place. There are no other gods. And he won't put up with that. You know. And and so it says... Build up yourselves on your most holy faith. Stand on the things that are good and honest and true and faithful. And if you want to live a good life among, among the people around about you, it says, He who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Now, this is New Testament. This ain't Old Testament. Grace that is poured all over us cannot make your mind up for you. You have to make your mind up. You have to decide. And when you make your mind up and when you decide, then that grace is more than enough. It's, it's more than you can imagine or think. But you have to make your mind up. You have to set your face. You have to set your goal. You have to, to, to plant yourself. It says, let him refrain his tongue. Even your tongue. Even just saying things. You have to do that. God's not going to come and do it for you. He's a loving, caring, wonderful Father. But you're the one that has to do that. I have to do that. We have to set our, we have to set our attention and it's on Him. 
and his lips from speaking sin. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace. Let him seek peace. You know what the next one is? And pursue it. Now, there's a lot of times I get excited about something. And I'll get on the internet, I'll read books, I'll pursue it. And you know that most of the time, it's not worth the time that I'm spending on it. Because I get caught up in those human things, flesh things, that don't lead to anything really good. If he is not first. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Obedient there, the word. My, I thought that was an Old Testament word, obedient. I'm sorry. It's still the same word today. His ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So, there are blessings and cursings there, you know. Uh, God doesn't run around just pronouncing a curse on you today. He, he, he set up everything before the foundation of the world. The blessings, the blessings, all about us. But if you walk outside those, then there's curses. And those things have effects. They have, they have their problems. They, they, they cause stuff. And we have to deal with the, those causes. But the scripture says, Beloved, build up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Set your heart, set your mind, keep yourself in the love of God. Looking for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Yes. To God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Lord, help us to make good decisions. Amen.